Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Well, hello, writers, and welcome to Simply Write with Polly, where we talk about professional writing, creating a freelance career and a lifestyle that supports you and the work you want to do. And it's time for the dailies, right? This is the segment where we talk about how we're using our time today. What are you working on today? My to-do list is a mess. And um, that means I have a long list of all kinds of things from writing podcasts for Simply Write and my other podcast, Simply Said. But I'm also working with a couple of clients who uh, I'm working on podcasts for. I'm working on a fiction project and I want to do some revisions on that today. I'm getting out some letters of introduction to uh, new to me clients, people I want to write for. And plus it's the holiday season, right? I've got some things at home to schedule around events and, and dinners and gifts and all of that. I'm feeling a little fragmented today. So the way to handle that for me is to get the stuff that I'm holding in my mind out onto the page. I process my life through writing, right? Lists and stories and letters and all of it. What I'm going to do after we tape here is I'm going to create my master to-do list for the week. And that's where I just drop everything, personal and professional, out onto a master list. And then I take the top three things off that list that have to be done today. I call those the essentials. And these are the essentials for work right now. So I will take the things that absolutely have to be done today and I'll drop them on a separate list, my to-do list for today. And it's just gonna be three items. Once I'm done with those three items, I can decide to add more from the master list if I want. But often, you know, if if I've got a lot going on, they'll take much of the day or something else will, will get in the way after I'm done and I'll need to tend to that. Because life does that, right? But I find that when I isolate the three essentials in my day, I feel less overwhelmed, I make fewer mistakes, I'm more productive, I'm I'm just better. There's no way I can get the 30 things on my to-do list done today. So why put them there, right? But I put them on a master list and then I put that list away until I need to add my three essentials because I don't want to get, 
I don't want to forget them. And if I hold them on my head, I keep coming around and, and trying to remember what I'm supposed to be doing. When I make a list with them, they're out and they're gone. And, and that sometimes happens with my stories too, right? I can write an article and be all into it, you know, for three weeks or six weeks or whatever it takes, two weeks. And then I will come back. Uh, I'll publish that thing. I'll get that out. I'll move on to the next. And by the time the article comes out in a magazine or online, you know, often weeks later, I'll have a hard time remembering uh, what I put in there. I'll remember the topic and the essential points, but uh, the rest of it kind of goes away. Once it's out of my head, it's uh, in the ether. And, and that's why I write it all down. Plus, I like the feel. I'm using a fountain pen right now, and I like the feel of, of making the list on the paper. It's a way to kind of connect with writing and who I am and all of that. So that's just the way I'm working today. Like I said, I've got a, a frantic day, and I don't want to feel frantic. So by writing the three essentials down, um, I can let some of that go. So dailies for today... I need to uh, upgrade some website copy I'm working on, uh, record this show and share this with you. And this is uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the day. I love doing this podcast and hearing from each of you. And I'm also jotting some notes for a show we're going to do at the end of the month um, about 2023 and how to create our own editorial calendars to develop our work and our assignments and and uh, make more money and, and keep writing. So those are the things I'm working on today, among other things. And also, I want to write a chapter in my novel. Uh, but I got up really, really early at five o'clock this morning and got that done. So I'm feeling pretty pumped up. That's something that's not on deadline. And so it sometimes gets lost in my workload because I'm working on a lot of deadlines for other people. So that stuff has to get done, right? I don't miss deadlines. I'm not I'm not one of those that pushes deadlines. Um, I grew up in the newspaper world. I was a newspaper journalist for years. And I think that's where I learned the importance because when you miss a deadline as a writer, you're throwing a bunch of other people into a state of flux and it, it puts them back and behind at work and it, it just doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel respectful. So I hold myself to strict deadlines uh, based on th those that the editors impose, the publication schedule. But when I'm working on a project for myself, I've had problems doing that. And I've just changed that approach. Um, and I'm finding it's a way to get the work done. This is a project that's important to me. I now have a series of deadlines set out for myself. And I got up early this morning to uh, write the chapter for the day, which I did. And so that's a small win, right? Like we've talked about before, you've got to notice your incremental progress. And when we do that, we feel like we've accomplished something and something else changes too. Our body releases dopamine. And not only does that reward us with good feeling, but what the link to dopamine is so important um, because they're finding it's also the thing that creates motivation. It inspires us. It moves us forward. And I, I feel that. Like, I ripped out this chapter. I feel really good about it. And it's only, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. And so I feel great. I feel more motivated to go on to the next. And so that was a good use of my time. So that's a little bit on my dailies. Got odds and ends going on. How about you? Do you work 
on more than one type of project at a time? Are you all in nonfiction? Are you all in fiction? Are you doing content marketing and then a little nonfiction article and then, uh, you know, a, a little bit on your novel? How does your schedule set up and what are your dailies like? Um, that's how I'm structuring my day. And, and as you'll hear from many writers and, and those that we've already had on the show, very rarely does a writer write all day long. I mean, there's correspondence to answer and contracts to evaluate and agents to talk to, newsletters to write, social media to connect with the readers. It's all part of the writer's life. And so look at your dailies today. How are you scheduling your time so that you get the business done and the writing done? All right, but it's time to talk about the writing. Yes, I mean, part of any piece we want to do, we want to continue to improve our writing, uh, develop our processes so they support the work we're doing and our time in a productive and creative way. So today's Craft Talk expands on our discussion a couple of weeks ago in episode 105 when we were talking about how to select the idea you should be working on now I run into all kinds of writers and I've been this kind of writer myself early on in my career where I get so swept up in all the ideas all the things I want to know about and learn about and develop and write about that I don't get anything done so we talked a couple of weeks ago about picking the idea like scrutinizing it against some criteria based on the form you want to write the type of story you're talking about, and all those elements, right? And picking the right idea. But what do you do when you get the idea? It's not enough to have a good idea. You've got to think about structure. Did you do the assignment a couple of weeks ago, checking your ideas against the criteria and picking the one to start on? So today I want you to pull out that idea. Think, keep that in mind as we talk. We're going to take that idea and start to work it into a structure that will support the form we're writing in. Right? Whether you are writing a novel or a nonfiction article or a nonfiction book, a blog post, children's book, content marketing, structure is essential. It's a scaffolding that you hang the finished piece on. So it's worth spending some time at this stage because with a good structure in mind, the piece becomes easier to write and certainly much easier to read. You have all read books or articles or essays that were beautiful pieces. Maybe the words, the sentences themselves were fine, but it felt jumbled and skipped around a lot and was hard to follow. And I don't get very far in those pieces. I put them down. I don't, there's enough good writing out there that I don't want to spend my time on something that isn't well structured. So I like to give some attention to this before I start writing the official piece. Now I'm writing in this stage too. Right? I'm making the plan, the blueprint, the outline or notes. My, I, I don't formally outline like we learned in English class, but I'll make notes of things that I want to get in the piece, uh, the order maybe of them loosely. I'll have an idea where I want to go and focus goes to this because the focus of whatever piece you're writing needs to be up near the top. In a newspaper article or a magazine article, they used to call this the nut graph, the angle, the focus. In newspaper, it was always the nut graph. And this was in the olden days when I was starting up, the paragraph that told you exactly what the article was about. Um, it would come right after the lead, L-E-D-E, -E, which is the way newspaper 
people spelled it then, but it would come right after the opening and be a, a paragraph, a sentence or two telling you what the piece was about. In a book, you see them too. In nonfiction, they'll come on the first couple of pages. In fiction book, you'll have a moment where it gives you some idea of the mystery, right? Who's dead or the fact that the characters got to stay in, in town to learn about her mother's past life and clean out the house or the fact that this is a love affair uh, between two people who have long been denied. Whatever it is in a, a novel, that also needs, the story needs to become somewhat clear. Not every episode, not every segment, not every moment, not every detail, but the reader needs some sense of what kind of story they are reading, what kind of essay. What, in the essay, it's going to set the stage for the moment of transformation that the character in the essay may encounter, okay? So the idea, we take all these thoughts and details and information, we boil it down until there's nothing left on the bones. And then we create we build a structure around it. We create a focus and then the rest of the story, the opening, the middle, the ending, the main points of the article or the characters and the story will then be hung on this story that we're telling. Does that make sense? And feel free to reach out to me on simplywrite.substack.com. Paid subscribers can leave comments or questions and, and I'll address them uh, because I think this is a really important aspect and I'm happy to, to fill you in on how I go about this in my writing. So what is your story about? That is going to be the focus of your piece and it's going to be implied or stated openly in whatever piece you're writing. All right, as an example I, my newest book came out last year and it's called You Recharged. And here's how that started. I was sitting on the couch feeling sick and bored. It was like 5.30 in the morning and really cold and dark out because it was winter time and I was overweight and exhausted and hurting and blah. I was pretty stuck. And I was sitting there on the couch feeling all of this, just feeling kind of bored and dull and stuck in my life. And while I was sitting there drinking my coffee, I wondered, okay, are others having this experience? Is this the way it goes when you hit your 40s and 50s? Or can it look different? And from that question in my own life came the idea, right? The idea started with the question, huh, I wonder if others are feeling like this. And I wonder if there's a way out of it. So then I started to research. Right now we have an idea. We have it all over the board. It could be anything, but the idea is germinating. There's nothing to write about yet, except I was making notes on the page, but there's not a focus piece in here. I didn't know if it was going to be a book or an article or an essay. And in fact, it could be all of them, right? But I was taking notes and this shifts from being an idea to a topic I'm interested in, but it's still not focused. There's no nut graph. There's no focus to structure the story around. So this is where it really comes down to deciding what it is you want to write. After my research into getting unstuck and midlife crisis and vitality and health and all those things, I knew there was a lot to write about here. I just didn't know yet what story I wanted to tell. I knew I wanted to share some of my personal story. I wanted, I felt like there was so much substance here that it felt like a book to me. And I wanted it to be aspirational and helpful. I wanted to inspire people 
to have some ideas to to feel better in their own life. So the book is 70,000 words long, but still all that is is too big of a topic, right? That's not a, a focused idea. So I needed to get clear exactly what I was writing about. And how you do that is by considering what is the story you want to tell? How will you tell it? And what will the story hang on? What will the focus be? So for my book, You Recharged, the focus is how to get unstuck. I wrote it as the premise. I wrote that in a sentence in the book. You probably won't even notice it, but it helps tag the reader and let them know this is what it's going to be about. It's about how to feel, get unstuck, feel better in your life, right? That's what the book is about and the approaches you can use to do that. And what I did is I opened with statistics about how we age, many people become more unhappy and dissatisfied and fatigued, but with some simple practices and approaches, you can revitalize no matter what stage of life we are in. Hear how the, all those ideas, it could have been about anything, came in to shape the focus of the book that I actually wrote in one sentence. You can probably find it in there if you read You Recharge, which you can get at Amazon and wherever books are sold right now. It's a great gift for the new year too, to yourself or to others. It's pretty exciting, gets us going again, I think. So if you look, you'll find a similar sentence like that in the book. It's going to be more polished and as you go through the book, look at this because you'll see that the whole, everything in the book hangs around that focus, that sentence, right? So when I was researching the book then and writing, I came around all sorts of other news, financial news about people in midlife, health news about chronic illness for people in midlife, but none of that went to my main focus, which was how to get unstuck. The only thing they had in common really was that midlife age and the problems plaguing people at midlife. But that wasn't what my book was about. And because I was clear on my focus, it was really easy to understand what I needed to research, the kinds of things I wanted to put in the book, and how to structure it. With a clear focus, you can build a story around that scaffolding. And I talked about my, my personal experiences, the statistics that show I'm not alone, and then the various ways we can revitalize. That is what the book is about. Now, with that same information, that same topic, there were several stories I could tell, right? I decided on a personal development book, but I could write an essay about how to get unstuck also. And then it would be an entirely different piece because it would have to be shorter because of the form, and my focus would be different. In an essay, the focus might be how I learned to revitalize and transform my life because of it. It's very singular to me if I'm writing a personal essay. It's my, it's the universal experience, something that we all encounter, right? Fatigue, midlife doldrums, and then the essay is my unique experience, the realization of what was going on and how I overcame it. The essay is transformative at the end. It, it describes my experience, okay? If I was going to write an article for a magazine, the focus might be something like three ways to manage a midlife crisis. And then it would simply include three of the things I learned that helped me get unstuck. Or it might be an article about how to know if you're burned out and depressed. Or it might be an article about why self-compassion is key to revitalization. Okay, so 
those there are three different focuses. It's related topics to getting unstuck, but they show different pieces. They create a different kind of building, right? The focuses are different. And so the stories are going to be built around them in a different way. If I were writing a short story about getting unstuck, the the story might be about a character who leaves her marriage and job and life behind and disappears without a trace. That could be the focus. A, a, a dissatisfied woman disappears. That could be the focus of that story. And then the whole rest of the short story or the novel is about what happens, where she went, who tracks her down, or if she comes back or not. You see how the focus of the story you want to tell changes the story. That's why it's worth spending some time here in this moment. You have the idea, you have the big topic, you know you want to write about how to feel better in your life, right? Well-being. Then you have the idea, well, I'm kind of burned out and I'm, you know, in my 50s and I'm burned out. I wonder if other people are, huh, I need to investigate that. That's where the topic and idea goes. You start to get a little more specific information. You pick the form you want to use to tell the story. And then you create a focus, the one sentence focus that describes what that story is about. And with that focus, it determines what kind of research you'll need, the points you'll put in the story, how you'll start the story, the market you're writing for, all kinds of things. So whether you write the focus as you do it in your notes in the actual story, sometimes I have, sometimes I haven't, you as the writer need to know what it is so that you know the story you're telling. So you can write it clearly, put in the essential details and context and words and characters and scenes and tension. And it'll make the writing much easier. And the readers will have a better time reading it as well, which is what this is all about, right? Sharing with the readers. All right, now it's your turn to work on this. Your assignment this week, should you choose to accept it. Remember, no grades here, but if you do want some feedback, if you do do the assignment and you want some feedback, go ahead and subscribe to the simplywrite.com substack.com and leave a comment for me and I'll come on and, and we can chat and have a conversation about what you're working on. I'm happy to do that for subscribers. So join us there. And if you just want to see what we are up to, feel free to read the essays I post there at simplywrite.substack.com. Okay, the assignment for the week. Take your idea and focus it into a single sentence suitable for the primary form you want to write about it in. So if you're working on a novel or a personal essay or a magazine article, adapt your idea into a single sentence focus that works for that. All right, got it? That's your assignment. Until next week, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about what's in the desk. One of my favorite segments, I get to talk about office supplies. Be right back. And we're back to Simply Write, 
with Polly, and I'm Polly, so that makes sense. Uh, and and we're coming back on one of my favorite segments, what's in the desk. When I was a beginning writer and a student of writing, I was always like fascinated on what real writers use, what the tools are, what they keep in their desk, and um, and I found over the years that writers are pretty quirky, which I also like, and I would sit among them, I imagine. I love pens and paper. There can never be too many. But today, what's in the desk is my Muji aluminum fountain pen. And this surprises me because, number one, it's it's fairly affordable. I mean, nothing's cheap anymore, but these Muji aluminum fountain pens are about 16 bucks, and they come with a cartridge or two. I thought the fountain pens were kind of a lark. And what I'm finding is I love the way they write, and I just carry them around like a ballpoint. One of my other favorite pens is, has been those gel pens, right? The Pilot G2 and, and those, and I still like those. But I'm really enjoying the fountain pens. They have a similar feel, um, but I like the f- sound of them, and I like the way the ink rolls out and the way it shines and all of that. So when I'm doing my morning pages, I'm always working with an inexpensive fountain pen. Now I saw a fountain pen yesterday that was beautiful for $3,800, and that is not my style, people. <laughs> you can get a very good fountain pen for even around eight or ten bucks. Now, if you have a more expensive model, for sure you're going to feel it. I mean, definitely quality. Uh, it's like driving a Toyota and and driving, you know, a Mercedes. But that's okay with me because I like to use the pen. I'm not going to make a huge investment. And yet it's one that I use over and over. And so uh, I, I'm not using disposable pens. I'm not throwing away a lot of plastic and and so what's in my desk today is this aluminum muji m-u-j-i fountain pen it comes from japan i got it online there are uh muji stores around you can also get it on some of the online retailers uh, buy if this is a starter pen buy it with a couple of cartridges um i have black ink in mine right now i love it that's what's in the desk and that's that today on Simply Right with Polly. Thanks for joining me. And join us next episode when I talk with Jennifer Goforth Gregory about freelance content marketing writing. It's a good way to create a sustainable career. And Jennifer is highly successful. So there's lots of things that we can learn from her. And the episode is going to be great. Join us next week on the next episode. In the meantime, remember... According to George R.R. Martin, ideas are cheap. It's the execution that is all important. So let's get going today. Writers, sit down and simply write. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. 
Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab, an electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.